Somebody said the first 90 minutes was good, and the last oh, sorry, the first 60 minutes was good, and the last 90 minutes was awful. I'm like, fuck, that's a long movie. And yeah. I missed that fan already. Yeah, the fan's gonna work. And welcome to the Down Fun Podcast. What's up, guys? Hi. You, What's happening? Oh, good to know. We're, good to know. We're real high. Yeah, we're, we're, real high. we're melting right it's now. Real high. It's, it's real hot. It's real. It's gross. It's, it's very hot. It's May and it's 90. Not yeah. feeling this. But at least we have a drink. What are we drinking? I have no idea. Yeah, you're whatever. Like, whatever Warren is putting into my mouth right now. Chardonnay. <laughs> I'm drinking my usual. It's Harpoon Take Five. That's like my go-to beer, pretty much all the time. Josh, what you drinking? Torpedoes. Beer. I don't know what that is. But Damn those torpedoes! Say, uh, you would not like it. It's very hoppy IPA. Yeah, no, I'm I am a wimp for hops. But we are going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. And we're really excited for that as well. Um, definitely stay tuned. We're going to be coming out with a lot more content, a lot more episodes. We're trying to get a lot more guests here so they can put a lot more content so we have a chance to really like review as much stuff as possible. So stay tuned. You'll see me more active on Reddit and Twitter and all that sorts of stuff. So it's going to be pretty awesome as well. Um, today we're actually going to be doing a review of the first five episodes of season six of Game of Thrones. So I'm pretty Pretty excited about that, especially the most recent episode was really, really amazing, and I actually rewatched the ending t- today. So, mm, so, um, really, really so did cool. we. We rewatched yeah, it, it as well. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, but before we get into the kind of the main event, we're gonna do a quick roundtable because we all just uh, watched something. Uh, Jesse, what did we watch? We watched the Goosebumps movie. Ugh. <laughs> what a what a nostalgia power trip. No, I well, I kind of liked blue it. Only cut the last uh, yeah, blue. It saw the ending. I I liked the last ten minutes. Yeah, I, it it was whatever. I'll probably never think about it in two weeks from now, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, I thought it was fun. It was it was a fun little nostalgic romp filled with cliches and it was very self aware of what it was and like didn't take itself too seriously and it it did fit the uh, goosebumps formula so like it did its it did its job all right so yeah. I was happy with it yeah it was it was paying homage while uh, telling a new story but in the same format so it was like those books were very formulaic you always had the beginning. The middle and the twist, like he said. Yeah, like he said. And uh, that's exactly what they stuck to, so. And I think I it was know. a lot of fun, too, because, like, the entire time we were watching it, we all watched Goosebumps growing up. We were all saying, like, oh, it's that character from this part, and it's yeah. that from this. And, like, I don't know, it was a nice little nostalgia trip. I, I had fun with it. I guess I was the only one that didn't like it, uh, because I'm just not sure why they made the movie. It doesn't make. I, I understand the nostalgia. I definitely get it. But there's almost no way that you can watch this movie in theaters and say, "Oh, I'm gonna remember all these characters." We had to literally sit here and scroll through our phones and be like, "Oh, oh okay, oh okay." Yeah. So that's well, why I'm just looking, well, I'm like, oh. I feel like they capitalized on some of the bigger, like more memorable ones, like Slappy, Slappy. Yeah, like he being the main villain. And- like the snow. I don't even remember Slappy. I feel like really? he's like the most. He's That's one of the most iconic. I feel like it was. Ever. Oh my god! Just remember, we're in the middle of the Disney movie marathon. Yeah. Yeah, that I have not remembered to tape any of them. But I almost felt like it was. Uh, it would have been a great like Saturday morning Disney original movie. Oh yeah. Like like yeah. I, I feel like it had all the references, and you're just like. Like, if they made those style movies for adults, it would have been perfect. No, I didn't like it. That's just me. That first 20, 30 minutes was kind of painful to get through. But then once they actually got through it, it was like, okay. Once things started going crazy, then it was was (coughs) alright. I'm just still not sure, like, why they made the movie, but that's just me. I mean, like, by far, it wasn't, like, a terrible movie. I've definitely seen worse movies. Um, But... Yeah, I just well, wish they would. I, I wish that they would have just kind of took it into the like, entire spin of completely made fun of themselves and really like kind of 
instead of just doing one big, oh, hey, this is how we get rid of everything, like, don't go individually, like, bring something from each one, every one of the stories, but that movie will be, like, six hours long, so yeah. I know it's not possible. I, I also just think that, like, I don't know, I, I just can't get behind the retreading of old IPs. Like, I, I almost don't care who's in it, like, I, like Point Break, Red Dawn, yeah, yeah. Uh, Goosebumps, <laughs> what they're gonna do with Ghostbusters, oh, like, man, it's just, point. it's just, like, one of those things that, like, I just have, a, have an original idea, even if it's, even if it's something like Game of Thrones, which isn't an original idea, because it's a book that's 20 years old at this point, at least it's never been seen on, on, you know, a bigger screen before, and at least you're bringing a new world to life. And I just can't get behind these, like, weird retreads of just, like, worlds that we've already, like, done our thing with and now moved on. Especially well, I think actually this movie did a good job with that because they brought the characters in, but they told a whole new story. Right. It like, oh, this is Goosebumps and this is what happened in each one of and these that's, stories. And that's why it seemed like it was okay, and but I just, in general, don't like it. Yeah, yeah sorry, I, I don't mean specifically Goosebumps, but I just mean in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned Point Break, and I saw that on a plane. And Recently, right? Oh, man, yeah. that movie was terrible. Um, what was your quote about that? Huh? That, like, you, uh, you'd rather uh, sit in, like, flying silence? I, I I don't know if I quote, I don't know if I said Oh, that. no, I thought that was you that was saying that. <laughs> You're like, I turned it off and just flew in silence. <laughs> I should have. No, I watched it. I was like, wow. I, I, you, I started it, and I stopped it. Oh, I'm so bad. It's just so bad. Oh, no, I, I started and stopped Red Dawn. That was the one. I oh, okay, yeah. We're talking about just rehashing fucking that Fantastic Four movie. It's terrible. Oh, so. man. We can... Oh, how much time do you I, got for that movie? <laughs> that movie was so bad. But, like, at least kind of the, the whole... To the very just script of it, when I was watching it in theaters, I went in theaters to watch that movie, and I sat there and I was like, "Wow, the the middle section of which like kind of a horror film esque was actually pretty interesting to see, but it only lasts for ten minutes. I think of a movie that's almost two hours." I knew it was going to be bad from... I started watching it on HBO. Like, the first few minutes, I was like, this is cliche, and they're already just tripping over their own feet. Yeah, it's not it's good. Bad. The opening scene is not even good with the two kids. It's not good. So don't go watch uh, Fantastic Four, or Red Dawn, Again. or Point Break. <laughs> but I... I would say Goosebumps is Yeah, check out Goosebumps. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Say if, you, if you've read the books, you'd like it. Well, if I'm, you've never read the Goosebumps books, then don't waste your time. I think I've read them, but like it's so long ago that I just don't remember remember as much as I want to. But it's yeah. still pretty good. Yeah. But I think if you had never read a Goosebumps book, you would just be like, eh, like whatever. It's it doesn't make it, like it's not as interesting. I didn't. I wouldn't have had as much fun. I hear you on that one. So you want to talk about our main event? Of course. Yeah. Heck yeah. Game of Thrones season six. Five episodes into it, let's start talking about a couple things. We're going to hit a couple points that uh, Mike is actually holding our list for, so thank you, Mike, for that. But let's kind of open it up and just talk about kind of general thoughts and overall feelings of this season and how it compares to, let's see, the previous season and things like that. So, what you got, Mike? Yeah, uh, I thought that it's been a return to form. Um, compared to, like, last season, uh, I've they t- turned a corner. I was thinking about this actually on the ride over that... Um, it's interesting. You get directors and showrunners that either do really good jobs, like uh, talking about Zack Snyder from our conversation on Batman vs Superman. He cool. took he took Watchmen and made took the exact source material and just made a cool film that was the exact same thing. But he fell flat when he had to cobble together a somewhat original story. Whereas I think it's interesting that these guys, uh, I forgot it's D and D. Like I forget their actual names. Um, they... Oh, Weiss and... Yeah. yeah and so they, they took source material in season one and literally just did the, the exact lines from the book, and now that they're getting a completely original storyline, they're doing their own thing. I think that's a, a pretty rare talent for someone to be able to do both direct copies and their own artistic image. And do it well. And do it well. So I, I, it's, it, the scenes has been very interesting seeing... Some of these things. Jesse? Oh, I've been loving this season. Like, absolutely. Um, It's interesting because I feel like it's doing more world hopping than it had in the past, where it's like hopping from, 
you know, Daenerys to Winterfell, it, it feels like it's hopping more. When I know it has to not be the case because it's juggled multiple storylines before. But I don't know, it just makes me think more about the world and like where it's taking place. But yeah, this is absolutely one of my favorite seasons so far. Um, I think it's on par with two right now. I was yeah. thinking season three, but I, I forget which one's the one where the battle takes place That's in Tywin. Two, two is the Battle of Blackwater. Okay, so yes, it's, it's around there. Three was, is the Red Wedding. Is it? four. Or am I do I have it reversed? Three is the battle. If two is the battle of Blackwater, that's the one that I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure two is battle of Blackwater. But I would definitely put this in the six seasons. Like so far, again, probably in the top three. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So Josh, Josh. Yeah. yeah, I love the season. Uh, I mean, it was for me. I caught up last season. Like, what was it? Like episode three or four. And then I started watching with you guys every week. Um, but this is the first full season now that I've been watching with everybody on the same day. Um, it's inter- interesting, right? Like, yeah. I, I did the same thing. I missed the first, I think, three seasons and came in at the fourth. And it's like, a, it's a great experience. Like, yeah. Well, there I are certain it's... shows that that's amazing with, like, Lost. Like, did you ever have a crew when Lost was on? No, and, like, oh, I skipped that was, that I, skipped was a, I feel like Breaking Bad would have been good Breaking for that, Bad would have been another I good also, group. that was finished by the time I got right, to it. Right, so It's like, I watched all of it in its entirety over, like, the course you know, of two you weeks. You know who I had a stop. crew for? I had a crew for uh, 24 when they brought it back for season 9. Me, my buddy, and my buddy's dad. Actually, speaking of Game of Thrones... Uh, spoiler alert for a show that came out that no one ever watched. Um, there's this great moment with Catelyn Stark in uh, 24, the new se- like that new season, and the three of us were just freaking out over it. It was, it was great. Uh, but I so to expand on that, I marathoned uh, two an average of two episodes a day for 24 for th- I think three or four months to finish the entire series before that new episode came out. Nice. Yeah. It was, Never do that again. Don't even know what happened in the show, but I had a good time. I had a crew for Mad Men. That was the only really? show I had because that show was fun. I still think that show was phenomenal. It was one of my favorite shows to watch, and the way that they ended it was so perfect. Um, so I I had a little crew for that. We all go. We always go back and we talk about that. And we watch that every week, and it was funny because. We would be watching that because I believe Breaking Bad came on Sundays too, right? Yep. Yeah. And then Game of Thrones also came on that same time, so it was just watching it all together. It was because uh, Mad Men came on at ten o'clock and Game of Thrones came on at nine, so yeah. we watch Game of Thrones and go straight into watching Mad Men. So Josh is right now scrolling through all the Game of Thrones <laughs> seasons and going episode by episode. We're just kind of I'm I'm reading like the snippets and all that, and like man, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in this yeah. show. Like, I even forget little bits of these episodes, and, like, I, I, good lord. It's what a saga. You know, one of the things is also, there are a lot of huge moments, you just, like, you glimpse at the, the, like, image of it, and you're like, holy shit, that was a really cool moment. Like, well, the mountain too. and the viper. Like, there was, yeah. yeah That's a great viper. shot, too. Yeah. So, like, actually, transitioning kind of more into, like, wins, uh, expand on that. Like, I thought that this, what this season's brought to the table was moments again. Like, you have these great shots and great concepts and great scenes, and I thought that season five lacked it. I thought that they pulled a prequel on us and just, like, focused a lot on, like, the interpersonal politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that this this new season's done a great job of saying, like, this, like, moment in time is just going to be really cool. Like, think about, like, every episode pretty much has had one standout shot that you've been able to go into work on Monday, stand around the water cooler, and just be like, good lord, did you see that last night? Yeah. Like, I, th- I, th- I think they've done a really good job of bringing that back. Um, just and like, most of the time, they're, like, end of the episode, like, we're... Setting you up, yeah. For the next episode, that's been the big thing. I just feel like they, they're they've been they've been way more cohesive, of just like the way they're telling the actual story. Because now this is the most well, in some in certain retrospects, this is the most amount of characters they have to try to juggle at one time, and they're at least giving us bit by bit of more and more pieces of information for each character, so everything feels shared, and it's not like all especially for episode like season one, two, and three, it was all focused on one location. 
and this mm. is like the central plot of this is what it's going to be about. Now it's like, well, there's a lot of other stuff going on. Um, I, I think I think they've done a great job of so there's a lot going on, but I also think that they've done a great job of like separating plot lines. Like, well, it's been two episodes since we've seen really anything at King's Landing. It's true. Yeah. So like you know they had that like the one little brief shot and actually one of my no I'll get to that later but um, well, they've done a, a really good job of saying like hey we're gonna focus mostly on the north or mostly on Danny or mostly on King's Landing and then kind of get back to it. Well, the Iron so, Isles have been getting an oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so, a lot of attention lately. Yeah, um, the one interesting thing that pointed, was pointed out to me at work was that a lot of the shots now are also more focused. They're not like the wider shots where we're moving from room to room. It was like, here's this room, and this is what's happening here. And they're more like condensed. Hmm. Like, hmm. And I, I was like, you know, that is an interesting point. There's not as much like movement going on. There's more like, this is what's happening there, here, here. You want to give a shout out to that person? Uh, yeah, actually, um, Lance and Hux were talking about Oh, nice. nice, good stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that. I'm wondering if they're using that as a way to, like, tell this. I wonder if they're telling you, hey, you need to focus on this for right now. Like, yes, I want you to see the location and everything, but there's something that's important that's happening. And even from episode five, when Varys was talking to the other red priest um, lady, that that literally was just been two. And, like, um, Tyrion was there, but she he wasn't even shot in the actual scene. It was like literally them two like talking, and that was, like, that was the look on his face alone. You know, I actually didn't like that scene. Okay, I thought it was, I thought, I thought it was I thought it was out of character for Varys. Varys, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to show that like she has the upper hand on Varys, and it's the first time you've ever seen Varys struggle. Yeah. Like it's like it's like I actually it was a nice juxtaposition with having Littlefinger do the exact same thing, where he's had the upper hand. He's never been beat in a verbal sparring match, yeah, and Sansa puts him down. Well, so that's, that's interesting. But Sans, Sansa had a better argument on it, whereas I don't... I think Varys could have been like, yeah, they cut off my cock. Like, I don't care. Well, yeah, that well, was the thing, though. It was like he was a little bit shocked by her saying, like, you heard something, didn't you? Yeah. It's like... How would you know that? Well, I thought it was also like hinting to the fact that he wanted to be what the magician or the priest was, and he didn't. But I think that. I think that in the previous episodes, they he stated that his upbringing made him the man who he is, or eunuch that he is. Yeah, because he he says that he had to. He always had to. I know. He always had to like work around that, I guess you could say, handicap, if you will, and he, that made him become the spider, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, like, I mean, again, it, it really just depends on if they actually say what words he heard and if that, that's a good payoff. Because if that's a good payoff, I'm going to forgive that sin. But if it's a nonsensical, like, you know, the spooky ghost says mm-hmm. that you're going to do some stuff, like, I don't know, I don't really care. Like, yeah. it var- that's out of character for varies. Yeah. So it, it's really on the writers to come up with some a good. It'll yeah you're right it would have to pay it's gonna have to pay it off. has to pay off otherwise it's nonsensical. Okay. What else we got as of as of wins for the first five episodes for you guys? I've, I actually thought that uh, again going with you know like the whole moments I thought that the one of the big wins was they focused on one theme realistically um, and I thought that that's brought it back to its kind of like. It's, it makes it easier to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the big theme was resurrection. Obviously, Jon Snow coming back to life was the big one, the one that book readers have been thinking about it for six years and show people have been thinking about it for a year. But I also thought that you have uh, you have Ramsay Bolton, I thought was a kind of a good resurrection tale, that he was kind of always continually being put down, except for when he actually got named a Bolton. He's been put down, and Fat Waldo's going to have a kid, and you're going to be that. And he has this, like, weird, like... Now you know, the big yeah, dog. Yeah, he has this, like, weird, you know, flower blooming in the spring moment when he kills everyone. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, from the, you know, the, the religious aspect, we have Mel. I think that John's resurrection is a renewing or of 
her faith and her religion. And I think it's interesting that they're introducing more red priests to show that maybe that's a, yeah, that's bigger, a bigger reach too. It made people aware that like the, the red, yeah. like well, that's worldwide there's a, now. Like, there's a, there's, well, uh, they allude to it. So there's, nice there's to one it. big red priest that's with uh, Barrack who haven't, we haven't seen in a couple seasons who does some cool stuff that I don't think they're going to bring back, but sorry, LSH fans, but, um, I, I think that, you know, that's, that is a big thing as well as, uh, a character they're probably not going to do in the shows, but they might allude to with like the Ironborn is Mm -hmm. there's an important red priest there. So there's kind of like these bigger players all have a red priest involved. Um, I thought oh, well, the other big resurrection moment was Danny. Danny was, yeah, was enslaved, yeah, enslaved, and she was again. literally, <laughs> literally out of fire. You know, comes back to us. It was also a good moment to see that that's where her child like died, and that's where Caldrogo also died. That she raises up and then be- takes control of that entire army from killing all the generals or especially leaders. in the way that she did it. Yeah, because she's just like. I'm about to kill you guys, so I'm just going to talk some shit, even though you're not going to... Yeah, oh, she is, she's a great... If this was like the... If it was like the WWE, the Westeros <laughs> Wrestling uh, Entertainment, um, it, she would be one of the best on-the-mic wrestlers they have. Like, <laughs> Well, the other thing that's kind of confusing to me, is that, uh, to, just to pose a, pose a question here, but in that scene, they're all shocked to know that she speaks Dothraki. But I, I thought but she already did that in the episode. Ex- that, exactly. So did they forget that? I don't know if they were shocked that she was speaking Dothraki or that she was speaking up to them. Yeah, I think oh, okay. it was because she was threatening yeah, that's them. Okay. The I other thing is that those were multiple calls, and I th- I'd have to watch the scene again. But I'm there's only one cow. Oh, no, no, there's multiple. Yeah, it's it's a whole. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 cows have one. So Vay's Dothrak is their city. They just kind of go and raid everything else. Oh. And then they come back, and they have different, like, little parties. Um, Khal Drogo had the biggest army, and then that, they made a big thing of that splintering off into a couple of groups. Um, so I think they the point was that only one of them knew that she spoke it, and that he didn't really say anything about hmm. it. Fair. Which is the main guy, which I don't know Right, name, right, but. yeah. Okay. I, I forget. I, he's na- I think he's named in the books, but... I just love all the memes that come out with him of... Store brand and great value brand. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's also just her walking out of the fire. That was awesome. That was, awesome. Yeah. That was a good scene. I was glad because when she and that really shows a lot of character development. Because the the only time that she did that was that she was she wanted to die and she just sacrificed almost sacrificing, but she's like she like she just lost her husband, she just lost her baby, and all she had left was these eggs. And so she then goes there. Was like, hey, I want to. I need. I want to walk in the fire and be with him. And then she raises from the actual ashes with the three dragons. The resurrection. Yeah, yeah the resurrection, right? And so that was that was season one. Uh, I believe that was the actual ending of season one when the dragon yeah. came back. Yeah. And now this season, she was like, yes, I'm going to do that. And just to show how strong of a character she's become, I, I love that progression from like another, one to the other. Another win from this season has also been the flashbacks. Yeah. I think the flashbacks have been great. Yes. Especially the tower. Oh, when we get to see Ned Stark. Yes. Young Ned Stark. And I think that they've done it in an organic way, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, they have they have one of those, like, cheat machine ones where it's like, well, yeah, you can just tap into it and see moments. Yeah. So it's not, like, it doesn't come off as cheesy. But they introduced a very, very powerful tool, and it was, we were talking about, like, wins and resurrection and kind of the flashbacks of... Once you introduce time travel, because essentially that's what it is, it can get really messy and it can get all over the place. But I like that they put like a restriction on it because he can't like the three eyed raven. The three eyed raven can go back and he has complete control of it. And at one point, you knew that he was gonna die. So I was like, cool. So he's gone, and now Bran has part of the power. Actually, that actually kind of took me by surprise. Well. When he said when, and I was picking up on a couple of hints, especially from this most recent episode, but I'm like, all right, he has to die because now they just explained that he has this huge power that he's trying to give to Bran so that he can like culture and like kind of like really show him how he can, he wants to learn everything. Right. It's not possible. He was going to have to die because that power is just too strong. And that ability to go back and like really learn everything, which 
we all want to do, it's just not possible to do. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew that he was going to die. That's right. Everybody I, else in that scene, I did not realize they were going to die at all. In I almost wonder, though, if they're able to work into other people in the past, which we saw with Hodor. <laughs> if the Three-Eyed Raven knew who created the Night's King. No, he did, because they went back and saw that moment. Well, if well, he was there, he could have stopped it right then. Yeah, but I don't think. Well, well, I want to, I want to pick up on then, that. Then we're getting into the yeah, fact of the yeah, future. But, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but, but, I want to pick up on that because uh, uh, one of the last sections that we'll talk about is that where do we think the show's going to go next? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I have some pretty interesting, some pretty yeah, good yeah. Let's. In, in I feel like we should. Too. We'll shelf that for about ten minutes from now. Fair, fair. Um, what's some other wins that we have? So, I got back on mine. One of my things that I absolutely love about this uh, season, too, is they're finally trimming out a lot of the, like, unnecessary characters along the way. And, like, for example, killing off, like, characters in Dorne, which they haven't returned to this season, which I just wanted to see anything happen there. And then even trimming off, like, a lot of the stuff that's been happening in the Iron Islands. Like, finally getting that down to, okay, now there's only one character on that island that matters. And, like, all all that sort of stuff, just getting rid of unnecessary characters along the way. Like, they just killed off the Three-Eyed Raven and all those uh, imp girls, the... the Child uh, child, Children of the Forest. Children of the Forest. Like, great. They were kind of... In my opinion, they were kind of unnecessary. In fact, I, I'm a little upset with the whole Bryn storyline anyway. The only good part of it is that it goes back to the flashbacks and gives you that backstory. But now that you're trimming all that, now you can bring Bryn back into the fray. He's going to come back into the battle. Like, again, we'll, we'll talk Bryn, about the future of the show. Bryn, a Bryn. 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 Okay, sorry. I was like, who the heck is Bryn? I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep thinking of Brienne and Bryn, <laughs> and it's really hot in here. Yeah. So I'm trying yeah. to, like, keep my head straight. We're going to be these podcasts. Ooh, like, it is toasty naked in here. Sweatcast. Um. Yeah. I'm dripping. But yeah, that's, that's, that's my favorite thing, too, about this episode, or this whole season, is just getting rid of kind of unnecessary things. Well, even, like, the necessary characters that we've grown to love, like, Littlefinger didn't show up till like, episode four. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, he's been missing for a long time. He's been missing for a while, and, like, they've, they've done a good job of just streamlining the major characters and the ones that we, like, mostly care about. I read it, actually, an inter- interesting criticism, because this is tying into a little bit about, like, the, the criticisms is uh, they realized they had a cool character with Oberon, and then they tried to overdo it with Dorne, and then this season they're like, yeah, so that Dorne storyline didn't work. <laughs> so let's just abruptly kill everyone, get that over huh. with, and never well, go I mean, back. They killed some people, but now they've set it up for the dangerous women at the top. Yeah. The way so it's, what are the they way going to do is the question. Yeah, the way it's going is, I mean... Yeah, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit. I think at the end, I think, I think they're marginalizing their input because I think Doran will come back towards the end of the season as a big thing, or at least next season as a big thing. But I think it's going to be in a marginalized role rather than what they think they were trying to set up. Hmm. Uh, this is much as I'll say right now. We'll talk about it a little bit. Well, do you want to transition to criticism? Yeah, so yeah. Wins. I think. Uh, I mean, I. Th- I I think the wins are going to outshine the criticism. For sure. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy every one of these episodes uh, because it's almost like a roller coaster ride, especially this most recent episode. Episode 5 had me hooked. And even in episode 5, when they were, t- they were explaining, they really went back and showed us the first first ever season episode and it talks about like the pattern on the actual oh, like, yeah. death bodies That's... and we glazed over uh, because we didn't know what like well, at, at, at some point we didn't know the importance of that and we're like cool that's what it is that's well they were talking about that in the after the episode yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but like they, that was the fr- that was the opening scene like the yeah. opening scene of the show yeah oh yeah and they it's, showed us that yeah it's crazy to think that they can tie something together and that they, in their minds, they know they want to tell the story. George R. R. Martin already told them. Well, like, that's, I mean, that's the best part story. about it. And that's the hardest part for, because it's, like, there's different things that a book can do versus, like, any sort of visual media. And both of them have their pros and cons. Books can tell descriptors and lore way better. Like, it's just, you can just read page and page and just like, all right, this is, the Kingsguard biography. That's in one of the... I think it's book four. It's like Jamie is just reading back 
feats that these old guys did, and they're kind of cool to read about. Hmm. They make terrible scenes on television, but they're cool. They're cool because you're reading what he's reading, and I think that they've actually done a very good job of capturing in-world lore that you don't see very often out of any of these shows hmm. or or movies, if you will. Um, criticisms. Yeah, want to talk about them? Yeah, um, I think. My big criticism was... I'll go. All right. Yeah, God. Jon Snow should have stayed dead. False. Should have stayed not dead. Possible, though. I was happy that Jon Snow was dead. I just wanted him to stay dead. You're the only I'm one. I'm the only one. Yeah. I apparently am the only one in the world. <laughs> so, I, oh, God. Well, no, because it, it the whole point of Game of Thrones, or not the whole point, but one of the best things about Game of Thrones is that your favorite characters can die. And, like... You'll fall in love with X, Y, and Z. Like, you'll, you'll love Ned Stark. Guess what? His head's chopped off. And you're like, oh my god, Hodor. Hodor just died in the last episode. And, like, that's what I love about the show. All is, right, Hodor. Is because, like, you never know. And there's yeah. that not knowing. And so when Jon Snow died, there was a part of you that was like, all right, cool, game on. Like, And everybody's like, no, 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 no. They're going to bring him back. They're going to bring him back. And I'm like, that... I, I feel like it just cheapens that that for me at least like that that threat of death because now now that Jon Snow has died already and he's come back guess what they're probably not gonna kill him for another couple seasons or well, even at all all right because now now he has that plot armor on I could it. understand if it was like they're bringing back multiple characters but this is one and we've already seen people get resurrected multiple times yeah. like who. Bar- other than Bar- other than the zombies above uh, no, no Barrett Don Darian oh yeah. he's so, died literally like eight four and we're pro well and then the mountain and we're probably yeah, gonna see okay. another person hey, that hey hey family hey I'm looking very coy hey. at everyone right now <laughs> shut up right now so yeah I will I, I actually read the books but, yeah. but that's I, my thought no no I, so I will say that he has plot armor and I there's no way I can pull this one out of my ass again. Maybe we'll release this as a special feature sometime. Uh, we so this is the funny part about this podcast. We did this podcast <laughs> <laughs> like a week and a half ago, like literally as soon as the episode aired. But we were all way too drunk, so that will probably never get released. Um, I think it'd be funny if he threw in some of yeah, the lines. yeah, yeah, snippets. No, no, no yeah. yeah. Well, so but I was gonna say one of the suddenly Guillermo's here. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was, well, so we were originally gonna do this midweek and just edit. Guillermo in, like <laughs> just freely, but like, we had some weird plans on this one. Um, but I went on. I, I'd love to hear it back again and hear about like what what I actually said because I feel like it was a very impassionate speech about this can, whole thing. Well, I can upload just a speech. Yeah, we, we can do that. that. I think yeah, we can, yeah. it's like a bonus feature. But yeah. the, the point of this one and check it out at some some point. We'll throw yeah. it up there. Um, the uh, so the main point of that rant was that there's only two characters that matter in the show. And we're talking about plot armor. Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen have ultimate plot armor because they are fire and ice. And that's it. Like, that's... They will be there at the end. It's just basically up to the writers and George R. R. Martin, when he writes the book, to give us a non-cliche ending. Because mm. they will be there. So... That's I, it. I, watching this episode again, I also thought of what I think the ending of the series might be, which we gotta... You just gotta remind me of, Yeah, like, we'll the do that. Yeah, we'll do we, that. Because you brought up Song of Ice and Fire in the, right. the title. Right, right. Uh, one thing, because we're staring at our face right now, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> one of the things... Uh, jumping back to Wins for a second, the acting has been incredible. Um, nothing... I think my favorite bit of acting performance ever was... Uh, Arya and Tywin when she was his cup bringer. And oh. it, it, I, I don't know what Maisie Williams' deal is, but like, how is Sophie Turner like literally Jean Grey? Which we'll get to in a, you know, probably a podcast or two. Where are you going? What I'm saying is, she is a remarkable actress. How is she not in more things? Like, every time she is on screen is incredible. She destroys it. She is a new character of, like, a breath of fresh air. Well, also think is that probably Macy Williams had way more stuff to do when 
they were shooting this, which was last year. Yeah. And so they, she actually was doing the show, whereas Sophie Turner was like, well, you don't really use my character well, that much. Sansa's showing up no. more yeah, now. Showing up. No, well, no, so, I'm, I'm talking about like now, yeah, but like I think when it, both I think of them it might be the age though. thing because Sophie Turner's like... Also a look. She's like she's, 19. I thought she was in her 20s now. She's got Oh, no, no. I I mean, think, Maisie Williams. Maisie Williams. Like, yeah, Maisie Williams. She's still like... Uh, she looks like Jean Grey though. No, she can she, pull it off. Oh, Sophie Turner, yeah, Jean Grey. yeah. I, I just, but it's, it's one of those Turner. things. You're like saying she should be getting some big roles because yeah. she's excellent. She's Maisie an Williams. excellent, excellent actress and like kills this character. Um, I it's funny. I just like I like Sophie Turner in this role as like Stanza. Sansa, Sansa, because Sansa's an airhead and. Basically, is kind of an idiot through the whole thing, and I think she plays that role well. She, and I actually, don't know if like Sophie Turner, the actress, is like a great casting, or if that's like you know that's the I only. Think she's done a really good. Job. I think she's and done well with the character. No, she's just for reference. She's twenty, okay. and Maisie's nineteen. All right. So, oh, really? so like high school might have had something to do with this. Damn, she's that young. Yeah. Well, dude, she was she was thirteen when the show. Oh came no, out. I'm talking about Sophie Turner. Oh yeah, yeah. She, I, I thought she was older. Well, no, twenty. Well, well, that's I mean, not to be weird or anything, but like Uh-oh. that the, the rape scene from last year they had yeah. to wait on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because she wasn't eighteen. Yeah. Like yeah. messed up scene, but like you got to have adults do that one. <laughs> <laughs> This is what adults do. <laughs> We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on back to criticism. So, so can I can I talk about something that uh, it's slightly bookish? Yeah. But but huge criticism. The King's move. It was dumb. It was stupid. Explain that. They messed up all the characters. So they in this TV show they made it well. Uh, was Yara? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, Yara. She has some idea that she wants to expand the territories and actually, like, make them a respectable house. And then Euron basically comes over and says that he has a dick and Yara doesn't. And that respect him and don't respect... And the thing the thing about this is, like, I know, like, the social justice thing is big and gender politics and whatever. Game of Thrones actually does a great job with it, that... Yara is her own character and has a legitimate foot to stand on. Theon does not have to be there. He's not there, I believe, in the books. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he's still at Winterfell. So he's so he literally she stands on her own and is a very legitimate candidate for King of the Iron Islands. And basically, Euron comes in and he has a, a show. He comes in with these crazy th- like uh, other shipmates and. He the culmination is he says that I have a horn that will literally tame yeah. dragons to yeah. me, and that's the reason they vote for him because he has something tangible that he shows everyone that is a game changer. And I thought that it was stupid in the in the show where he came in basically says that I have a dick, so respect me, and they're like, yeah, you have a dick, so let's respect you. Yeah. And so he said, and he set it up where he's like, oh, I'm gonna go over and hang out with with uh, Daenerys and get her in the sh- uh, this is again me being an impassioned book reader he he doesn't even go he sends his brother to go get her like it's one of those things that like that's not a plot and I get it with trimming the fat they're just gonna cut out the brother and then make him go over there kind of just yeah. move that again that's fine but at least give me the freaking horn well we still could get the horn but it's, it was such a big part of the king's mood. That that scene should have had that. Should have had the horn. But they still could have the horn because right now there's nothing that's going to defeat a dragon. Like at least that we'll see that there's something opposing White Walkers. We know that other weaknesses and things like that. As of right now, the dragon is like the end all be all. There's no way that well, you can defeat the dragon a dragon. Was pretty no. hurt. Yeah, there's well, still well, just well, I'm saying like it's, it was hurt, sure. But no one knows how to kill a dragon right now. No sharp things. Sharp, sharp, sharp just yeah. Sharp. Okay. They're not. You just gotta poke it really yeah, hard. They're, they're, sh- not, they're not. You know, invincible. Well, yeah, and they make they actually make a point of it, saying that the the dragons that burned Harrenhal were massive compared yeah. to the dragons that Daenerys has. Yeah. 
And so Even in season one with the dragon skull, yeah, mm. huge. Uh, that, that yeah, so I think that I I still think that they're not in in they're not they're not an Adolf Hitler card in apples to apples. So they're not an instant win, like, right. you know, just like Trump everything. I did win apples to apples recently uh, playing Hitler. Yeah, yo, yo, seriously. For your King's Mood uh, argument, I just want to bring up that the other people in the crowd were mentioning the male thing. Yeah. So it wasn't like out of nowhere that they were like, oh yeah, he's a dude, so we agree with him. But they... it's They were all kind of dumb, and they were all kind of like, we've never had a queen, and we're no, not going to have a queen. They do that in the books, and Yara overcomes that. She is on equal footing until Euron brings out the horn and says, this will give us dragons. To Warren's point, no one can beat dragons. Yeah. Vote for me. It's, like, kind, of, it's kind of a bummer because you, they're arguing a couple different things here. I definitely get where you're going and I definitely look at it. There's definitely a criticism because they kind of fell off a little bit but I think they did it on purpose because in King's Landing the queen is the strongest person there. And it has been for some time. Like, realistically, like, yeah, even, like, Robert Baratheon, like, sure, he did whatever he wanted, but the queen was the strongest person there. Nobody could touch her. Daenerys, strongest person that we necessarily know. Just what happened in Dorne, women and the queen there now fucking kills everybody. So women are definitely a progressive thing that's actually happening everywhere else. What I think they're trying to talk about is how backwards and how behind. The, honestly, the Iron Islands are in their own shit. They're literally tripping and falling over themselves to the point where if are an you argument... the Iron Islands are like the hillbillies of Westeros? No, I'm, not, I'm not saying hillbillies. Like, like, just like the South. I actually... Not even... Not just the hillbillies. The, the, entire, the entire South. And I lived in the South and it was terrible. Uh, I mean, but I mean, they were also. She was just. She was just making empty promises. She was like Yara was saying, "We're gonna build the biggest fleet." It's like we're no, gonna build they, a wall, and Mexico's gonna pay for it. They, they we're, actually, going, we're going there. So, so two things. Two things. One, uh, I've read a very amazing Reddit post from the uh, the the Song of Ice and Fire like subreddit that was basically just shitting on the iron, like from for, like basically just like. Breaking down how ass backwards they are. It's incredible. It's like it's very well written. Um, the other thing is that they don't sound this backwards in the books. Yeah. Like they they sound progressive in like it's a legitimate like the third brother that they haven't introduced yet is shown as the loser. I'm pretty sure it's his point of view chapter, and he basically loses to both of them in like wildly. Like, it's insane how bad he looks compared to the two of them. And it, literally, it's the freaking horn. Like, uh, just give me that. And they wouldn't be as big of hillbillies. They're still <laughs> terrible. Even in the books, they're still a bunch of hillbillies. But they're kind of, like, on the Mason-Dixon line compared to, like, the Deep South. <laughs> you know, like... God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, I hate everybody. In this yeah, world. I know. <laughs> I hate all of them. So, what else criticisms do we have? Or do we want to move into the next I think, exciting... I think I'm done yelling at stuff. I think that was pretty good. So, so now that we're talking about our wins, we're talking about our criticisms as well, here's my really exciting part of it, is because I felt like I was the man coming up with a bunch of different theories, and I'm going to talk about them, but now it's all over the internet, so whatever. Going back to one of the wins that I'm talking about, and they're... Uh, the plot device that they use as time travel, essentially. So, hey, like, one second. I swear to God, if you say you thought of uh, L plus R equals J no. like a week ago, uh, I was gonna say like that. No. That one's been online no. since like 1997. But, I mean, so going to the section of you know where do we think the show's going from now with like our theories? Yeah. I drunkenly in the car with Guillermo, like at the time, I was like, bro. Bran in the Three-Eyed Raven was the fucking cause of all this shit that was happening. Because either the Three-Eyed Raven or Bran was whispering in the Mad King's ear. Mm-hmm. And I sat there like looking at it. I was like, bro, what if this would have happened? If all, all throughout the actual series, if Bran or the Three-Eyed Raven had told Ned Stark to lie, the honorable Ned Stark, they told him to lie or whatever and say that Jon Snow was his kid... If Bran was whispering to Mad King's ear and told him and actually made him crazy because he didn't know where the fuck these things were coming from, thus talk, told the dragons to start destroying people, and that's what caused Jamie to kill him. Hmm. A bunch of stuff, right? 
So I'm sitting here like this that entire night, like going like going freaking crazy, <laughs> thinking that once you introduce you one thing, voices, right? I started hearing. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely started hearing voices, but that was a couple things, and now it's literally all over Reddit. It's all over the internet, but. What do you think? Where do you think is going to go from now? Let's talk about some theories. Let's talk about where you think they could be going. Who do you think is going to show back up? And then we can go into that one. Um, that was more of the point that I was talking about, Josh, of like introducing that and kind of going further. Because once they, once you saw the saddest moment, I think, I think episode five was probably the saddest. Sec- that was worse than the Red Wedding of the most innocent character. And you can argue the most innocent character of Hodor. Is definitely the most innocent character right now. And What's now he's the name of the daughter that burned at the stake. Oh, oh, we, oh were Shereen. you there for that? Oh, yes, yeah. I was. Yeah, there. you're there. This is the one that I brought. Who is the most innocent? Who is the most innocent? Shireen. But Shireen, I, and what, we, what I said, Shireen picked a side. She chose to teach a smuggler how to read. Yeah, and carrying around a Stark on your back isn't picking a side. No. No, he had no idea. He had no idea. No, and he was being controlled. Yeah, Brandon warned him a whole bunch of times. To the point where he made him only do one mission, one goal this entire time, and never had a chance to live his I life. Like, I like how they subtly introduced it a couple episodes before as uh, he wasn't, like, a, you know, he was a person. Yeah, that was great. Once they once they dropped that, I sat there and I was like, I didn't, obviously I didn't know what was happening, but I was like, that's really interesting. So now everybody's thinking, well, what the hell happened? Yeah. And now this is obviously, we got the answer from episode we, five. I thought we got it way faster than I thought we were going to get it. Man, yeah. That, they do a lot of that where they set up a question and then they don't answer it for like a season or two. Yeah. And they're like, no! Well, like even, even to the, even to the point, I'm sorry, um, even to the point where um, they set up the fact that, you know, the children of the forest, like kind of created the white walkers, like all that stuff. They then was like, Cool. They did all this, and now all those people are dead. So, now what? And the Children of the Forest were some pretty damn good fighters. And they introduced another fact that they showed in, like, the kind of the preview sequence before the episode started, that when they went into the tree, all the actual White Walkers just died, like, dis- like disintegrated. So, yeah. when uh, the, Ma- the Night King touched Bran, I didn't realize what this... Like, what this Importance was well. He, well the guy said, even says it. Well, yeah. 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 There's, I mean, there's a, so there's a bigger thing at play there because hit, hit me. Will Brand move south? The to Miami. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. no. So, so will so will Brand move to Castle Black? Because if he gets to Castle Black, it's implied that the same magic that protects that cave is the magic that protects the wall. So if Bran crosses the wall... He's going to break the barrier. He's going to break the barrier. Huh. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that this season, because... But that's when the shit's going to go down. Yeah. So there's two, there's two seasons left. They've signed on, they've officially announced Game of Thrones is going to be two seasons. That's it. Have they actually said that's it? Yeah, two unless, more. Or this one ended up. No, two more, and they're going to so be shorter apparently. What? Yeah, apparently they're going to be like seven. Of, I I don't know. I don't. That's shorter, so longer, hour and a half. I I have no idea. So, um, but I think. So where this is going, I think the big thing they've already released the fact that they filmed the biggest battle they've ever done, bigger than the Blackwater. For reference, and I think uh, this is relatively unimportant, but I think that it's going to be Jon Snow versus Ramsay. I think that's going to be cool as hell to watch. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Relatively unimportant, but that's going to be our episode nine of this year. I think the way that they've done it, where this is the the last half of book five and the first half of book six, I think that next season the big event, Brand crosses the wall and the wall comes down, and. Stupid far ahead of it. It's literally a year and a couple months away. I think that's going to be amazing when they hit that. I think in terms of this season, the big things that I'm looking forward to is how Bran gets away. Those whites, tireless, the white walkers, they're just going to hunt them. Mm -hmm. Mira's a human being. Like, she's going to get tired and she's not going to be able to... So who they meet along the road that can somehow outlast the white walkers... I think would be really cool. Um, there's some theories floating around that about like a kind of cool book character. I'm not really going to it because I don't think it's really confirmed, and 
I don't is it a character that's already pre-existing, or it's a character that pre-exists in the book that is going to be really cool if they do it on the scene, mm-hmm. on the on the like the small screen. Um, I think that I think we will get the fabled Clegane Bowl, which will be nice. God damn. Yeah, because well, one thing we haven't really talked about was like the the Lannisters and well, they haven't been around. A they lot haven't really been around, and uh, one well, of the big they're, things they're plotting something big though. From the last oh, yeah. episode, the episode's got yeah. a huge. The one, show. my one, my one criticism on that, like, is like the whole thing with. I wonder if that's the big fight that they reported then. No, no, it's that's... it's got to be the Bastard Bowl. All right. Oh, but, that was that was one criticism we didn't bring up is the Lannisters. I think that I th- my criticism on the Lannisters is less to do with like what they're actually doing, and more that Jamie's actually a likable character in the books. Like he at one point stops like stops with Cersei, and he says like we're not doing this anymore. I am an honorable man, and I will make right by like my like our family name. And he actually goes and does some other stuff that they're not going to do in the show because the other person he's with is somewhere else. But, like, he has a redemption arc that I don't think they're going to touch on. He's actually a really cool character, but in the show he's just, like, this weird sister-loving... Oh, no, I think Jamie comes across as a... The entire time with when he was traveling with, uh, what's her name? Brienne. Brienne. Like, that was a very redeeming arc for him. But they do part two. It's so fun. They do part two of him with Brienne, mm. and... Like it's it's really cool to see, um, and I just don't I just don't think they're gonna do it. Um, that and I almost think that they're they're like middling them out because Cersei is almost a relatable character, where they have the whole flashback and they have the whole dream sequence, and she's basically just like, hey, I'm just doing this for my kids, and I just like it might be a little misguided, but like there's a tad bit of relatability to it. But when she has her own point of view, ca- like chapters, she's insane. She's absolutely crazy. You know she's crazy. She's insane I, and completely I unrelatable. Like I can't stand. Something. I hate her, but I think they've actually made her somewhat relatable. Yeah. Every I time agree. she's on screen, I'm like, no, well, she's now not, es- I don't es- hear especially it. now because when she found out and she got that information from Tommen that wasn't supposed to tell her anyway, and she swallowed her pride and said, "Hey, listen." This shit's gonna go down. The she didn't swallow any to, pride. Well, no, she swallowed her pride to go and go to Kevin and go to the lady of the high garden. Oh, yeah, to go to them and says, "Hey, we have to stop this." I think I, I know. She's I think she. Pride. I think she swallowed her she pride. Swallowed at least saying something else. <laughs> okay. Shut up. So many bad jokes. Uh, I think she swallowed her pride to at least go and say, hey, I need help because we, me and Jamie can't do this. Me, Jamie, and whoever this monster is, we can't do this, do this alone. Robert. And she asked she asked for their both armies because they know that they have the largest armies to do that. But she didn't... No, but she didn't... It was, you, you hit on it that it was a tactical decision that she can't parade the Lannister army through King's Landing mm-hmm. and do her will. Where? She like she's literally she's just doing it. She's actually being smart, which I'll give you that because I didn't say that because she's dumb as hell in the books. But uh, she's actually being smart and saying like, "Hey, if you do this, you're gonna get all the blowback, but I'm gonna still make out well." It's, it's just crazy how much power. Although she doesn't seem to have as much power, she still have a lot of pull on a lot of different like a lot of powerful characters. Tommen, right now, she ha- come on. But again, she doesn't. Have that much power, and I no, no, I, no, no. One of the things no, I she don't have like power, is, just how much pull she has over characters who are in a powerful role, and she's not even the queen. She's a queen regent. She's yeah. She doesn't have anything, but she's still a force to be reckoned with. That again, that's one of the things I, I hate to push up my glasses on. I don't even wear glasses. <laughs> they don't know this. I'm pushing up my glasses right now. Um, hang on one second. Well, now you're just pushing up Warren's glasses. I mean, oh, good lord. I said not that. Yeah, as he drops. I was an indoor kid, so my hand-eye coordination is not that good. But um, yeah, I, I, that's again being a snooty book reader. She has literally no power in the books, and she thinks she has a ton of power. And I just almost wish they would make that more apparent. Like they hint at it, where like Kevin and Elena and uh, Mace Tyrell walk out of the meeting, you know, because they're just like, no, nah, we don't respect you guys. I wish they made it more apparent that she's, like, completely narcissistic on what she thinks she can do and that no one else believes in her. Mm. 
Mm. For the for the right reasons, because she's a terrible person. I you know what? Now that I think about it, it's not even so much the Lannisters I hate. It's I hate the High Sparrow and their whole religious sect. The whole thing just I just want them to kill them. Just go away and let's take King's Landing back. Well, yeah. Does that call game pole hype? Do claim. <laughs> Sorry, we'll we'll see how that runs. That's one thing I'm slightly excited about because I'm I'm just more interested in seeing the resolution there based on who they have involved. Well, we got a taste of it once, but yeah. it stopped so abruptly in season yep. one, and that was it. Even Wait, they fight each other in season well, one? Well, for a second, because after uh, Clegane, um, old, after the mountain, mm-hmm. there we go, after the mountain lost to the Knight of Flowers, sure. um, he decapitated his horse, and he went after the Knight of Flowers. And, and Sandra Hound, Black blocked it. Yeah, he's Hound stopped them. They battled for a second, and then they stopped, and that was it. Yeah. Um, but that that's awesome because here's the thing: is I think they're gonna show that that scene in like before the episode. Yeah. If they show that scene, it's you know what's coming. I can. And I'm gonna le- yeah. I'm gonna lose my shit if that's gonna happen. <laughs> so, well, they haven't even brought that character. The the hound hasn't even come back yet well here's the thing we don't know if he's still alive or not there's whispers um I'm gonna push up my glasses here (laughs) sorry he's actually pushing up Uh, his own glasses there we go idea Uh, there are there's whispers in the book that he's still alive yeah and it's It's never confirmed because we didn't see his death in the in the show so he could be still alive Hmm. therefore but also that resurrection piece that you were talking about also is it fit with the theme of the whole show Here's my sad note, uh, side note that we were uh, we were talking about kind of next steps and theories and whatnot. Where the hell is uh, Robert Baratheon's son? Kendry? Yes. Yeah, I have no idea. They made that out to be so important. Yeah. No I'm idea. Straight up like, nope, not a thing. Uh, we know where Hot Pie is. <laughs> we do know and where And we Hot don't Pie. know where Gendry is. But Gendry is the rightful heir to the throne. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think it matters anymore. No, I mean, I mean that, that, technically that, the Targaryens were there yeah. long before. Yeah, technically Danny, and then I mean that's the whole point of the show. Well, technically Danny's brother was a rightful heir to the throne, but he right, but it passed. Yeah, passed it on to. No. Yeah, I've been wondering the same thing. I'm actually really glad they brought it up because it's a great. It's one of the rare unresolved storylines that I also would say I don't think matters. I don't think it matters at all where this kid is. Yeah. I can see that. I'm interested to see, you know, now they, they started sprinkling a bunch of things of how many red priests there are, so that's a question I'm going forward. Exactly how powerful Bran's going to be and who's going to train him and where they're going and then if they're going to go see Howland Reed. Because yeah. that's her father, that's Mira's father. Well, I so, know that Guillermo also hates the storyline. So I'll throw him back into the mix here. But we don't like uh, him. No, we don't. But uh, he doesn't like Arya's storyline. Yeah. But I'm also interested. To, I'm interested to see where Arya's storyline goes. Oh, and we didn't even talk about it, but the fact that they put that play on. Oh, yeah. That play was pretty phenomenal, I thought. Yeah, that was great. It, um, it was a really was... cool moment for Arya, too. Yeah. She, the, it shows that she's not really ready to be no one. So here's something interesting, and Brendan, me and Brendan were talking about this, is because... The way that he perceived it was when Ar- when Arya was there when Ned had his head chopped off, but she didn't see it. She saw it. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. No, it was against Benjen, the guys. Benjen covered ben- her. No, that wasn't Benjen. That wasn't Benjen at the time. Yeah. Was, was, oh, yeah, yeah. Benjen's... He was gone. No, I thought it was Benjen. That was the other guy, because that other guy died. I think she was there. King's Landing. Oh, I think she yeah, yeah. climbed the pillar. No, no, no. He, he, no. He's, he held her head to... I, I, I'm rewatching season one right now. I'm going yeah. through. Feel free. He held her head to his chest and said, you don't want to see... You can't see this. And his head got chopped off. In this scene, she actually watches it. She, she actually experiences that. She feels it, but not as much as she would have from before. Mm. Because Sansa was... Balling, going crazy, yeah. like going, like it was crazy at that scene, actual scene. So he sat there and said, "Hey, she actually took that scene like a champ and kept going, and she actually is way more stronger of just giving out all. Like she just let go of the past as much as possible. Um, but we'll see because it also leads to, leads me to another theory that we brought up before. But 
the fact that I think that all these blades, all the Valyrian steels, are going to come meet in mm. one part because well, we needle. have we have needle, we have long claw, we have um, heart Oathkeeper. taker, and we have uh, heart taker, we have oathkeeper. Yep. Really, oathkeeper is Valyrian yep. as well. Yeah, yeah. and that's split, so Brienne. So Brienne has it. Jon Snow has eyes. it. Arya has it. And right now, we don't know exactly who has heart stealer, heart killer, or something like that. Oh, we, we don't know who has no, this we, we do. Unless it's common. We but, do, but it, it's somewhere. Yeah. Well, I, it's I in King's Landing. Yeah, I forget yeah. where it is. Unless it's with Joffrey. I don't think it is. It's yeah. it's somewhere. I, I honestly, I think they explained where it went, but I I'm, I can't remember. So I think my theory is that we're going to be following these blades, realistically, and they're all going to come meet together. Hmm. Um, and it should be pretty interesting to kind of see that. It's like it almost nearly parallels the wolves. Where do you think Theon and Yara are heading? Oh, that's a good point. Josh? We were discussing that earlier. Where Where do you think their ship is going? Unless they're going to go help him fight for Castle Black. No. They, yeah. I, well, because I, Theon knows that Sansa's going there. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. He could, like, the, those are the only two places he could be going, though, right? Is he's either going to go try to find Danny. But and he doesn't know who she is. Oh, he doesn't know who that is. Neither is Yara. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they could also, they just know that... Well, the, warning. We've already... They, they, can't they go must have already about. heard the yeah. word that Marine is... I can't... I, I, don't think only, I don't think they end up there. I yet. think they'll go to Bravos. It's nearby. Now, I think they're going to show up at Winterfell and be that last effort of pushing no, over... No, oh, I think it's the Tullys. Really? Yeah, I think the Tullys come back. And that's the effort that pushes them over. Hmm. I just, I don't know. I just I was so disappointed by the king's move that I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, you can run off and do whatever the hell you want. So we know that this is not Benjamin Stark. So yeah. going back to the de- the de- the decapitate. Wow. Wow. The decapitation Thank of you. Ned Stark. Yeah. I can't we're, we're literally watching the decapitation yeah. of Ned Stark. So right? I had to I, Thank you. I actually was introduced to Game of Thrones for the in this episode, and this is how I saw started watching it. I was like, "What the fuck happened? Why is uh, Boromir dying?" That's why I, I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't get why Boromir is dying. It doesn't make any sense to me. So the yeah. honor, the honorable Ned. Lose his head. Yeah, we get to see. Definitely get to see this. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, I'm most excited for Tower of Joy Part dude, Two. Dude, what the? What are you doing? It's, well, we're not playing the sound. See? Oh yeah, she didn't Aria see it. Aria did not at all. see so it. No. Aria did not see it. But she, we, she's looking up at the birds. So correct. She's like, yeah, and she started. She's probably started making her list. So that was another reason why Brendan had said that. Well, she didn't see it the first time. Yeah. Now she actually saw it. And she took it like a champ. That shows more strength than weakness. I I think that Arya's storyline doesn't matter. I think it's just a really cool character study. Hmm. That's it. I think it's just a really cool character study. Like, he wrote this really cool character. Well acted. Never really seen it before. Go from there. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she matters in the end, but... So, I've been, talk- I've been talking about, a lot about theories and next steps. What you guys got? Anything more? Yeah, I think... No, nah, those those were the ones I really wanted to know. Yeah. Uh, where do you I think, think we... That's a really tasteful way they did that <coughs> that head shot, too. As you can see, the blade go through, and it goes to the bottom of the frame. Yeah. And his head stays in position. And you don't see the head separate, you don't see it move, but you know the blade went all the way through. Yeah. It goes from the top of the frame to the very bottom, like be- below where his head is. It's a good way to do it. I always, for some reason, when I thought back on this scene, his head fell off and rolls. Like I actually I think thought, they, no, saw they, it. I think they show that in another episode. I they think it's might. the, I think it's the opening of like this, the next like episode ten or like somewhere in episode uh, season two. Hmm. But um, you see the follow through all the way, right? You know, there's He's no, down. Going, yeah, there's no going back. So who was that that was holding Arya? That's just a, a Night's Watchman. Yeah, uh, he has a name, but. But he ends up dying like two or three like episodes. Yeah, after it's his. not Benjamin's. Benjamin's in episode one when he he leaves Winterfell and then goes north. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, he went to Castle Black. Yeah, but he he goes on. Oh, he goes on a ranging mission and mm-hmm. goes he goes missing. Yep, and he's still currently missing. Still 
we're not sure. And I know, man, I'm, I want to say either season four or season five when they 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 reference they reference the scene and everybody's like. <gasps> And we didn't get anything from Benjamin at all. Yeah. So really I'm pretty sure they referenced him again this year. Yeah, they probably did. But, but uh, so, are we getting ready to sign off? Is any other last thoughts? I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, so, I want to say thank you for all my Ryan Dows out there. Yeah, I'm looking at you. For uh, kind of hanging out and listening to us as well. We're going to be back again. Uh, I'm not entirely sure of the next thing that we're talking about. I'm thinking we'll maybe talking about either Apocalypse uh, the X-Men movie. We should all try to get that. Yeah, yeah, we're going to try to see that yeah. as well. We'll see Which, that Tuesday. Yeah, we'll throw some ideas out as well. I just recently saw Nice Guy, so I'll be really... The nice Guy. So I really want to see that. It'd be nice to kind of talk about that, because that Shane Black film is uh, it's getting some pretty interesting reviews also. Um, and I think there's also something called Angry Birds <laughs> that I was talking about. I would rather see the two <laughs> other movies before I would go see Angry Birds. Hey, man, Angry Birds has was number one in the box office for this weekend, or excuse me, last weekend for that one here. So. And Donald Trump is leading in the polls, so... Oh, yikes. I don't know. You shut your mouth about I don't that. know if we're talking numbers here. If we're talking numbers. Well, I heard they're the same thing. Angry Birds and Donald Trump's campaign. <laughs> like, I, I, thought, I heard like Angry Birds is basically John, Donald Trump animated. <laughs> Which is funny because I think he's an animated character, but it's well, the skin color that really gives it away. It wow. might be the multiple personality. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a good rendering whenever he entered the world. Apparently, uh, Key Michael, uh, I mean, Keegan Michael, is Today, in, he's in. Um, Donald he's Trump. One of the voice. No, he's one of the voices in <laughs> He is Donald Trump. <laughs> Holy <laughs> is shit, did it, did it did anyone see, He takes off the mask. M. Night Shyamalan's fucking the tweets. Did anyone see uh, Keanu? No, but man, I also want yeah, to see that. That also could be another one I really want to see. Yeah. Alright, maybe. Alright, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting off track. Yeah. But feel free to email us, uh, downinfrontpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we have a live reaction tweet that we all are going to be kind of monitoring down. That's um, at underscore D-I-F-P, as in Down in Front Podcast. We have a Reddit, downinfront.reddit.com. So feel free to kind of post there. We'll kind of chat with you. And also... We actually got some uh, ratings on iTunes, so feel free to rate us on iTunes. I'm still working on getting to Stitcher and Google Play Store, so kind of keep an eye out for that for all your Android users. Uh, and we're going to sign off. So uh, my name is Warren, so thanks for us. I have my buddy here, Josh. Good night, all. Uh, Mike. Yo, what up? And lastly, but not least, the man, the myth, and the legend. Hey, yo. It's Jesse. Bye, guys. Love you all. <laughs>